0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer podcast. I'm Bruce Singer. I'm the host of this podcast. And I'm also the CEO and founder of Canada CFOs, which provides part time and fractional and interim CFOs to companies. We're very passionate about the food industry, health and wellness and a bunch of things. And I've got just a guest. It's great. We're gonna have a really enjoyable, enjoyable conversation today. Uh, Today, Erica Rankin is my guest. Welcome, Erica. Thank you for coming on our podcast, our show pleasure to have you and i'm gonna tell you a bit about erica um she's the owner and founder of brodo's uh she also used to own four miniature horses when she was a child and eventually into her early early 20s she did that quite interesting uh she's a she was a bodybuilding uh, competitor and a fitness guru fitness uh fitness guru uh we also met on linkedin and by the way very interesting uh we're going to talk about this uh i call her the linkedin guru uh, unbelievable content, it's tremendously inspiring, and that's how we met. We connected, eventually we met in person, of course. And by the way, we met. We both are part of the Tall Club. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're both tall. We were just talking before how we both have trouble buying clothes. <laughs> we're both all, which is really, really cool. And uh, she has two hundred thousand followers on on TikTok, and uh, there's just lots of great content we're going to get into. And uh, Erica, it's a pleasure it's an yeah. honor i'm excited i'm really excited to have you
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: bruce yeah so so share let's talk about let's talk about let's just talk about your story brodos how'd you get from where you were to where you are today in brodos what's that all about and maybe you can share with the audience and brodos and tell, share your story
1: yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so, I graduated with a degree in psychology and was going down that route. I was going to pursue my master's degree and decided not to. I wanted to get into my field and start working a little bit before deciding to go back to school. So, I started working in research um, and had like a nine to five job and would go into a cubicle and was very unfulfilled. And my pockets were not filled as well. I was getting paid very poorly. Um, and I was working two other jobs. I worked in a bakery and I also did personal training on the side. Eventually, I think after like a year and a half, I decided to quit that job and book a one-way trip to Thailand where I went backpacking for three and a half months through Southeast Asia Um, And then on that trip, I met entrepreneurs. And that kind of sparked this idea to enter the business world and pursue my own business. And I got home and decided to get to work. The first thing I did was Google business workshop near me knew nothing about business didn't know how to start it. Um, food has been something that I've always been really passionate about like better for you foods because I do have a background in fitness and bodybuilding so I wanted to I guess monetize that passion and bring something something to the Canadian market that it needed so it's kind of how it all transpired.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah, it's funny how with the natural and healthy passion is a big driver uh personal passion is a big driver of getting into the getting into the business. It seems to be a common common theme. So brodos like why Brodo's, like explain what is Brodo's and, and how'd you go from your idea into, into the, into the Brodo's world, like specifically Brodo's, how did that, how did that evolve?
1: Yeah, I, uh, so again, I used to be a gym bro. I spent so much time in the gym lifting weights, you know, like I was very in the bro culture and I put protein (laughs) in everything. I put protein in my pancakes and my oatmeal and like everything you could possibly think of. I put protein in and cookie dough was one of them. I used to make it myself for myself, um, and then decided to actually package it and sell it. And then obviously when you have a product, you need a product name and I played around with a bunch of different names like pro dough, like protein dough, but there's this thing called trademarks and that was taken. I had a bunch of other ideas and they were taken. And then I thought, okay, well, I, I'm a gym bro and you know, it's bro dough, it has protein in it. It's better for you. So, And that's kind of who I was trying to like, I guess, target the product towards was the bodybuilders of the world. But as time went on and I started to figure out who my consumer was, it's kids that love my product and moms buy it for their kids. And maybe not the gym goer, but someone who just wants a healthier, more fulfilling treat, you know, is purchasing my product. So, and I kept Brodo just because I think it's fun, catchy, memorable, and it really describes what the product is.
0: Interesting. No, it is. It is very catchy. It is very catchy. I want to talk about two and get back to business um your bootstrap i assume you're bootstrapping this business what's that like shoestring budget bootstrapping uh are are you bootstrapping right is that what you've done you bootstrap the business
1: yeah for three years almost i'm actually launching my first crowdfunding campaign next month um but as up until now it's been fully funded um and just continue to reinvested money that i've earned from the company back into it and i've taken out some loans And I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise because it made me really understand um, budgeting and how to use my money wisely. I think when businesses or brands get started and they have all this money, they spend it on silly things, whereas I didn't have the opportunity to even do that. So now I think as I grow and I take on additional money from outside investors, I'm going to be very strategic and know how to spend it and get like the biggest bang for my buck, so to
0: speak. So how did you, well, obviously there's marketing involved in business. you got to do something. What was your main, uh, well, you see we're going with this in terms of, that's probably, I suspect there's a whole story here. Like on a shoestring budget, how did you, marketing, like what did you do? So you're on the shoestring budget. What did you, how did you market? How did you go about it? Or, or, or you just pound the pavement with cold calls? Yeah, <laughs> a work? little bit of that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that works. That works. That gets you pretty yeah. far. Um, But Yeah, I guess um, didn't have money to source uh, like a content creator or a team to like do my social media or anything like that. So I had to do it all myself. And as we know, like many startup founders have to wear multiple hats. And so I had to be the content creator. I decided to really leverage my personal brand and build a personal brand. Um, alongside the company um, and kind of have them go hand in hand. So I wanted to just show up as me as authentic as possible on social media and kind of rather than building a following or marketing or selling a product to people, I wanted people to support me and love me. And then in following that, they'll love the product and purchase the product. So I was able to just kind of document my journey and like really make my customers feel like super involved with the journey um I was very hands on at the beginning like I would go door to door and do deliveries locally every Friday. Um it usually ended in tears of frustration but it was still very fulfilling and I'm really grateful that I had that experience. Um but yeah just like showing up every day on social media and being very interactive with like the people that were supporting me and it kind of got me to where I am today.
0: So uh, talk about that is is because a lot of people the, like it, it, people ask you know with these conversations man if I, I spend all this time on LinkedIn I won't have time to do business is there really I guess monetization of LinkedIn you know have you have you seen a relationship between profitability sales the growth of your business with the time you've invested because it is time consuming mm-hmm. the time you've has there been a, can you talk about that is there a relationship what have you what have you seen what can you share what have you learned yeah
1: yeah, it's, I think of it as compounding interest. So you're not seeing yeah. an ROI right away, right? Like if you're slowly putting out content and trying to build a community, it's the same with TikTok. Like you just have to consistently show up um, and different platforms add value in different ways. Like TikTok's very consumer-based and it's very good for driving sales and getting people on your website, collecting emails. LinkedIn is a little different because you don't know who is seeing your content and it's very B2B, right? So yeah. um, I've had... Um, Just because of the success that I've had on the platform, I've been able to have conversations with some pretty high up CEOs and get mentorship from there. That's added value in tremendous ways. Um, I've gotten like free consulting sessions from some of the top consultants in the CPG space. Um, I've gotten into stores and connected with retail buyers on LinkedIn, investors as well. Like, I'm gonna, with my crowdfunding campaign, um that's kind of the route that i went just because of the community that i built and it's going to make raising money a little bit easier not completely easy but a little bit easier just because i kind of have the social proof and the community there um so it has like yeah it has its benefits for sure
0: and your community right now well your linkedin is probably huge and between the linkedin and the tiktok it's over probably between two and three hundred two to three hundred thousand between yeah so in terms of advice is there any like like people are starving, they want to put content out, but there's a lot of um and I want to talk about the a lot of fear with content, you are like I have it, why don't to put this somewhere look stupid, will people think of me? I'm an imposter, that's another issue, by the way, <laughs> imposter, you know how do you get how do you get through all that all that noise I don't know if you call it noise, and what works what doesn't work like how do you know what do you just throw it out there I mean, like how do you let's see how do you can you share some of your thoughts like let's say somebody wants to get more active because you said there is a correlation what should how do they go about doing this how do they learn what do they do like what could what what can you share with them
1: yeah i think like not overthinking it and for me like i'm very i'm a very behind the scenes person and i don't really like putting and it seems so weird and it totally contradicts what people see on social media but i'm very introverted and i don't usually want to be seen But I had no choice, like my back was against a wall. And it was like, if I don't do this, my business isn't going to grow. So that's why I really started putting out content. Um, But I think also, like whatever you're putting out there, you're going to be adding value to someone's life and helping someone, even if it's one person. So rather than thinking, oh, my God, what are people going to think of me? Who is going to like, you know, look at this and like comment something negatively? Or like, what is this going to do to my reputation or whatever? I think try to flip the lens and see like, who is this going to help? what is this going to do for someone? Is this going to save someone from making the same mistake that I did or feeling the same way that I did? I try to look at it that way. And I think the positives outweigh the negatives 100%. And as you start to get comfortable with putting out content, you're going to get feedback. You're going to get people who are reaching out to you um, positively. Yeah, there's going to be some negative Nancy that just comes with anything. Um, mm-hmm. And that's more so a reflection of them than on you. Um, but yeah, I think like, now that I see the impact that I have, uh, if it makes me uncomfortable to talk about mental health or my struggles or whatever. Um, yeah, that's okay. I have a right to like, feel uncomfortable, but I'd rather put it out there and share it and help someone than keep right. it bottled in. Right. Cause we're best equipped to help the people that we used to be is kind of how 100%. I look at it. Yeah. But,
0: but, but you're comfortable showing, I guess you're comfortable talking about vulnerability. Like you're comfortable showing, I mean, I, I was, maybe it didn't come overnight. Maybe you evolved, you evolved and now you're mm-hmm. comfortable, right? But a lot of people aren't, aren't comfortable. I mean, let's be serious. Some people on LinkedIn, they're they're total strangers. Mm-hmm. People you don't know. I mean, you have your community, but also the other people you don't have, they looked at it too. How did you overcome that? that how did you get comfortable showing? Because I've seen your posts and you show your vulnerability. It's very inspiring. How did you Thank get, you. how did you, how did you, get past that vulnerability phase or.
1: Yeah, honestly, I still get very anxious sometimes about content that I put out. And I think it's actually harder for me to do it now than it was when I first started because I didn't have an audience and I didn't really know if anyone was going to see it. So I put something out there and I'm like, I bet you no one's even going to see this, you know, like who's it going to reach? And then eventually it started to get momentum and get a following, which was never really my intention. Mm -hmm. Um, and then now, because I have all these people who are watching me, and again, like you said, there's people who love and support you, but then you're also going to get in front of people who maybe don't know who you are and don't know what your posts are like, and they see it, and it's a professional quote-unquote platform, um, and it can be controversial exactly. when you're sharing more personal stuff, um, exactly. but I guess it's still uncomfortable for me, but I put something out. Like I put my heart into my post or I write whatever I'm feeling. And then I hit post and then I don't look at it and I don't rewatch the video. I don't reread the post because the more we do that, the more critical they're going to pick it apart. And then we're not going to post it at all. Like it ties back to like, I went bungee jumping last year and I always talk about this. It's like the people that don't jump on the first countdown usually won't jump at all. Like if you, the longer you sit there and you look down, And you know, like you're you're thinking about it and you get in your head. Like I remember watching people in front of me and they when they didn't get jumped after that first three, two, one, they did the walk of shame all the way down. (laughs) So I look at it like that and I'm like, you know what, I have this post. I'm just gonna put it out in the world and be done with it, you know?
0: Well, good. I well. I wish I was like that I, <laughs> yeah. I read my post. I second guess my post and half my posts I delete before I even post them. Anyway, yeah, So let's get back. So let's get back to, I want to get back to Brodo's. Okay. So let's share. So this LinkedIn, you said there was a correlation between your LinkedIn activity. You've seen as your LinkedIn activity has directly influenced your growth and your profitability at Brodo's mm-hmm. share some of the wins that you've had. What, how, like, can you share it? Can you actually tell a story there? Is there, Hey, I posted this. I got a call from the, the senior VP of Lobba. I'm not saying that's the case, right? But I'd love to. I think that stuff is so inspiring. Can you share some some wins that have taken place because of that relationship or because of... I'd love to hear it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I've just had some here? really, yeah. Yeah. really um, important or I guess um, like some mentors in my life that what I never thought I would you. normally have access to, like the CEO of Jameson, um, he's wow. a really great guy. Like he reached out and we got on a call and cause he saw what I was posting and he's been really supportive. And he actually got me a consultation with a really great, um, CPG strategy consultant to kind of help me with my brand strategy and where I'm kind of taking the, wow. the yeah. So that's been a huge one for me. Um, I did a giveaway with smart suites like not too long ago, which was really awesome. Cause I've looked up to that company since they launched in like 2017. Um, and just having access to like people like that and other founders has been really awesome. And then just like connecting me to other people who I can learn from as well. Like that's been a great tool. If I just come across someone I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I can help this person. And I think this person can help me. Um, there's always like that give and take kind of relationship. So if I get on a call with someone, and I am asking something from them, I always try to offer something in return. So I think it's even though you don't see the direct dollar correlation right away, you're getting so much value in other ways. Yeah. And I think yeah. all of that knowledge is so like there, you can't put a, a price tag on it. It's so impactful,
0: right? Well, because you're learning and you can learn, you can learn from other people and their mistakes, or you can go learn the hard way. It could take a very long time by trial and error. And no, it's wonderful, especially what's happened. Like a lot of your stuff came out of COVID. I see a lot of stuff, and that was a very tough time for everybody. And and you 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 turned it into a win. You know, there was a mm-hmm. silver lining and all that, right? And now, so Brodos, now it's into where 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 what's your, is it into blah blahs? Like where where do we find Brodos? Like like share that. Like it, it, congratulations, I think you had a win with recent win, a big win. Yeah. Before. Love yeah, we're Share in. Uh, Share your wins. Share your wins. This is the time. Okay. I love wins. Wins.
1: Kale, okay, break a little bit. So, we're in about 100 Absolutely. stores right now. I just launched into Fortino's. We're in Healthy Planet. We're in Sobey's across Ontario. We're continuing to build that out. um And then, yeah, 2023, we're probably going to open up the West distribution and continue to grow in Canada.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, thank this you. This has been very insightful. And is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? Because like we have a very easygoing thing here, and yeah. anything else you want to mention before we we end the uh, we end the podcast? You know, yeah, so I the, guess
1: uh, like the one thing that I would say in regards to putting out content on social yeah. media is like done is better than perfect. So I think people get paralysis by overanalysis, analysis and they like, again, it comes yeah. back to like the rewatching or rereading or you look at stuff other people put out and you're like, it could be better, it could be better. So you just don't do anything at all. Um, it's the same with entrepreneurship. A lot of people have ideas but they never actually take the first step in starting the business. So just putting stuff out there and then understanding and recognizing that you might suck at first, which is okay. Yeah. Um, cause everyone has to suck at something before they get great at something. So like, and you hear that from some so of true. the top, you know, like the top business, uh, podcasters in the world till they, they talk about, I listened to a couple and they're like, Oh God, I can't even listen to like the first like 50 episodes that I did. I was awful. And I, I was listening to them like, wow, they were amazing. They impacted my life so hugely, like in a positive way. So I think kind of like remembering that and we're our biggest critic as well. So
0: we are. But you're, you're you're so true you're so true what you said. And I'm talking from my own personal experience, how I like sometimes I see other people's posts, like your posts. I actually sometimes I get inspired, but sometimes I get discouraged. Well, she's so good at this. Look at my look at my SHIT post. <laughs> because what I what I do is like I place accountants on, on It's not it's not the most exciting field. You know, I try to find some excitement. It's hard, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge, but you're right. It's just uh, we can talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, we uh, all have
1: uh, a common ground for sure, though. Um, I'm sure like many of your experiences are relatable to a lot
0: of people. Of course they are. And then the imposter syndrome is part of it too. You, know, if I put this out, man, what if what if I say the wrong thing? What if people challenge mm-hmm. me? <laughs> and it's, yeah. I'm a senior guy, like I've been around, and and it's out of my comfort zone. And as I, because that's not how I conducted business up up till mm-hmm. before COVID. Anyways, these are other long stories. Erica, this has been very, very insightful, and thank you so much. I'm glad we met. We're going to meet. I'm going to. We're going to. There's a few other shows coming up. I'm sure you're going to be yeah. there. We'll see you again. Maybe we should do some shopping. Yeah, <laughs> some tall shopping. <laughs> it's that's, uh Actually, we should have. A, we should have a podcast just on that. you Anyways, thank you so much, and have a wonderful day. And everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And we'll uh, we'll get one next time. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye.